It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Reckless speculation. It's Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I know where his heart is, man. His heart's pure. He wants to win. Um, and I can, I can feel for him. You know, it's, it's new to myself. It's new to him. It's new to everybody. Um, but we're okay. I know he wants to win. He's frustrated. Um, he wanted to play. The coach didn't let him play. Um, we need him long term. We need it, right? Um, he's been doing a lot on both ends of the floor for this team. So, um, you know, as our best player, I can understand being frustrated. He's a hell of a player. And we'll figure out ways to make sure that he's always successful. That's some serious sneaker practice going on behind Jimmy Butler there. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's got the 11s on. <laughs> the sad thing is you're not kidding. No, I'm curious. I've never met anyone as infatuated with shoes as you are. It's great, isn't Danny it? Danny I mean, this is a shoe game, man. This bought a pair this wife. weekend. I bought a pair this weekend. And? I'm waiting for them still. What they'll, types? They'll be here. Uh, Jordan 11 Concords. Right. They are like the grail shoe. Like. If you are into sneakers, it is it is the shoe. Just quickly, how does one get into sneakers like this? Like, is this just a life growing up playing basketball? No, it wasn't it's, even it's a that. It, it's, it's a culture, culture. It's a, it's a culture thing. It's a legit question. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, I wasn't crazy into it when I was younger. I didn't get into it until uh, pro- probably the time I got into college was when I started really getting into sneakers. Okay. But I just it just kind of happened. And now, and now I, you've got a closet full of them. Yeah, I've got like 40 pairs. It's ridiculous. How, how much would you say that you spend on average on a pair of sneakers now? On a single pair? Yeah, like what's the average price uh, of, uh, of sneakers that you buy? Probably 135 average. This Saturday was the most money I've ever spent on one pair. And? It's 220 Most I've ever spent on a pair of shoes. You know what you could do with two hundred twenty dollars? Um, but like you know, I've got these cheap, right, so I've got these cheap shoes on. Hear right me now. out. Hear me out. <laughs> they so didn't cost if, that much. If I go on StockX, which is the uh, like the stock market for sneakers, I can go to that shoe and they're the current asking price for this shoe in my size is two hundred ninety five. So I could be making some money. Well, then why don't you start selling them off? Because I don't have them yet. I can wait till. So I get will them. you do it? Maybe I don't know. I got to see how they how they look. How many I, pairs of, sh- of sneakers have you sold in your life that you? None. I've got. Okay, I've got I think like, we're through to the truth now. But I have five <laughs> pairs that I've not worn that I can still sell them that are worth money. <sighs> All right, I got a story here. ESPN.com. Not as cool as my story. 
which which is which Jimmy Butler uh, in the soundbite that you just heard yeah, was responding cool. to it. I'm sure it's not as cool. Joel Embiid, who missed his first game of the season Friday to rest, told reporters he feels like his offense has taken a hit since the team acquired Jimmy Butler in the trade with the Timberwolves last month. Quote, I haven't been myself lately, Embiid told Philly.com. I think it's mainly because of the way I've been used, which is I'm being used as a spacer, I guess a stretch five, which I'm only shooting 29% from three-point range. But it seems like the past couple games, like the way I play, are set up. Coach Brett Brown always has me starting on the perimeter, and it just really frustrates me. Is anybody surprised that Jimmy Butler's presence, and and I should point out in fairness to Jimmy, that the Sixers are 9-3 and three since he joined that team. So they're doing very well. This isn't a problem. So is this that, an issue? I mean, it is an issue because Joel Embiid's the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. He is a top 10, arguably top 6 or 7 player in the NBA right now. He's the best player on that team. They need to run things through him. It's not a case is where Jimmy's here and Carl Anthony Towns is an up-and-coming player. Joel Embiid is a legitimate MVP candidate player. Jimmy Butler's not. But because today's game is played so much more through the perimeter than through the post, that's why they've been successful with Jimmy. And Jimmy is a damn good player. Let's not forget that. But they need to have Embiid more involved because he's not only their present, but he's their future too. Mm -hmm. And for them to not alienate him, but not use him correctly, they're not getting the most out of that team when they don't. That team is not hitting its... And it shouldn't be. It's December 10th. They don't need to be playing their best basketball right now. I would. No team is playing their best basketball. But you don't want your best player right not happy Correct. at any time. Correct. You want Joel Embiid to thrive. And right now he's not, and he has not since Jimmy Butler got there. So, so what's the root of the problem? Or what not has, giving him the ball enough? I mean, it's not a what, Jimmy Butler issue. This is a Sixers issue. To write it. This has to be a, a coaching thing. This is not a, a Jimmy Butler doesn't like Embiid and isn't no. giving him the ball. This is a, the coaching staff needs to to make sure that they run things offensively through Joel Embiid more often than they are. Now, now, does this come at the peril of making Jimmy unhappy if things go how Joel wants, or is that not part of the issue here? No, because I think... Joel wants to win, and I think Jimmy has realized at this point that he's out of options. He doesn't have a—he can't demand another trade. He can't force his way out of there, or he's not going to get paid. It's not going to look good. He's run out of places to burn. Mm -hmm. So he has to deal with whatever happens in Philadelphia if he's going to get paid. So I think we've seen the last of Jimmy Butler being a a bad teammate or whatever. If He can swear up and down that he's never been a bad teammate nor a distraction, and we all know that's a lie. Yep. But he's run out of his options there. He has to be. He has to be he on has his to best behavior work. in Philadelphia. It has to work here, or it's not going. To, or he's not going to get paid. So, if the answer is doing something to appease Embiid at the at the risk of alienating or making Butler upset, does you, you Butler just not, swallow hard and say that's fine? You might not even upset Jimmy. Okay, that, that's it, what I'm wondering. It, it is might if, not be how it, you get there, and it, it should not yeah. be a thing that upsets Jimmy because Jimmy can come out and say that there there are two things he wants. He wants to get paid. And he wants to win, right? That's what he's... Mm-hmm. I, he hasn't come out and flat out said, I want to get paid, but that's what it is. We Let's all know honest. that's what it yeah. is, yeah. And he has come out and said that he wants to win at all costs. Well, the way the Sixers reach their peak potential is by playing through Joel Embiid. It's mm-hmm. not by playing through Jimmy Butler. It's not by putting the ball in Ben Simmons' hands to score all the time. It is giving the ball to your best player, which is undoubtedly Joel Embiid. So that's how they're going to win. So if they're winning because of that and Jimmy Butler gets upset, he's not going to get paid. So then the two things he says he cares about won't happen. Right. 
So then, I mean, I, I guess, so what you're saying is it basically go, it goes on, it falls on Brett Brown. But I just wonder if it's even possible because we know that Jimmy likes to dominate the ball. Jimmy likes to have the ball in his hands a sure. lot. So is it even going to be possible for Brett Brown to sort of change the way their offense is going and, and sort of force feed it into the hands of Joel Embiid because he is their better player? Yes, it is. And it'll still be natural. And we do have to remember they're nine and three since Jimmy Butler got there. Right. That's only twelve games. Mm-hmm. If you and they're doing just fine, and they're doing yes, so they're not, they are doing just fine. Not three and nine, but they're not a they're one not a finished product. Two, they they probably do need a little bit more shooting, and adding that would help to not have to use Joel as a floor spacer the way he says he's been used. They have which, some depth problems too. They don't yes, really have as they, much depth as they trading do. Covington and Sharch hurt them in terms of how many available bodies they have to play. Yeah, but adding shooting will help this. And just giving it time to let the situation play out will also help this. Not all. Te- I mean, how many teams have we seen that have been very average through their first twenty sower games? Look and turn it on. I mean, look at what happened when LeBron went and joined Wade and Bosh in Miami. I want there to year. be controversy yeah. here. They That's were nine. What I, want. I just want Jimmy Butler to be continue to be a pain in the ass in Philadelphia. That's all you I want. want. Sure, you, you, want you can paint and, that and narrative. Joel Embiid to, to yes, just, I want a meltdown from Jimmy because I know en- it's you always, want them to engage in Mortal Combat. Yes, That's what it's you always want. right around the corner with Jimmy. <laughs> it, it might as well happen now. Merry Christmas, bang! You can paint that narrative, but I don't think that's what this is. Darn. And it, it's fine. Like if you want to paint that narrative, go for it. I, I'll I have fun with it. I didn't bring it to air for it not to be some type of of fun but just fighting narrative i mean look at and lebron's a different story but when he went to miami that first year yeah they were nine and eight through 17 games when he went to back to cleveland the first year they were 19 and 20 that's lebron though i I know he's a good player but he's a pain in the butt but what i'm saying is it takes nba teams time to figure things out you're no fun i bring you on the show to provide fun and you provide fun until it's your sport i asked asked courtney if she caught a fish that's not your sport that's not your sport, but when it's the NBA, it's oh no, it's going to be fine. All right, I want to I want to fight. I want something good in practice. Give me the Bulls. What's going on with the oh, Bulls? Oh, the Bulls are Give a mess. Me. It's great. All right, let's take a break. TCL. TCL broadcast studios. Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune uh, joins us next. Can to I talk, ask him about the Bulls? Talk Bears it's from Chicago. Biggsy's got limited time to talk about the Bears. Okay, keep your questions in line, or else you're in big trouble. Come on. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Come on, there's so much to do. On 1500 ESPN. All right, let's check traffic. Couple uh, crashes to tell you about. Uh, first is uh, that one I told you about earlier near Lilydale on 35E northbound. Uh, between Victoria and St. Clair. That's causing a six-minute delay. And uh, I've got a new one for you. 94 East, or excuse me, 494 Eastbound. Got a crash near Edina between West Bush Lake Road and East Bush Lake Road. Six-minute delay there, Judd. Look out! Safety! Eddie Goldman comes through the middle to plant Goff in the end zone. Trubisky throws, and that's caught! TCL Broadcast Studios, Judd, Manny, and Danny now joined by our buddy uh, Brad Biggs from the Chicago Tribune. And uh, Brad, if I had told you at the start of last night's Rams-Bears tilt that Jared Goff was going to have a 19.1 rating and throw four picks, what would you have told me back if that was my prediction? Because that was about as impressive a defensive performance against that team as I've seen. 
Yeah, I, I, I'd have uh, suggested that the chances weren't real good. I, I'd have figured the Rams would have had a better chance to uh, double uh, that passer rating in terms of points, put up 38 points on the Bears, than uh, go out and have his, uh, his worst uh, career start uh, by far. Uh, and not that I'm trying to slight uh, the Bears' defense, but that Rams' offense guys has been cooking all season it's been cooking uh on the road and uh it just ran into a wall last night by far uh the worst offensive game in the sean McVay era in every team uh out there that'll be seeking a new head coach after the end of the season is looking for uh the next sean McVay. it was the worst game for running back todd Gurley since uh late uh, in his rookie season all the way back in 2015 when the Rams still called uh, St. Louis home. Uh, it was a disaster uh, all the way around uh, for the uh, for the L.A. Rams and, and a good indication uh, that this Bears team with that defense has a chance to, uh, to really make some noise uh, in the postseason. They obviously haven't clinched a uh, playoff spot yet, but uh, that could come uh, as soon as next weekend for the Chicago Bears. What did, did the Bears defense do? So when, when teams now go back and and look at the at the potential uh, template, Brad or blueprint for slowing this Rams offense, what are they going to find that the Bears did that that a lot of teams either uh, didn't figure out game plan wise, or probably more importantly, simply didn't have the talent to do? Well, I, you know, when you've got a Cleo Mack up front and you can generate. Uh, pass rush with, with only four guys that you can cover with seven. Uh, the Bears have got talent at all three levels of the defense. They've got a lot of speed at inside linebacker with Roquan Smith, the first round draft pick, and Danny Trevathan, the veteran. So when you've got guys that can cover a lot of space in the middle of that defense, I think it, it gives the defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, a lot of flexibility in terms of what he wants to do. It allows him to be uh, more creative uh, than he could be if he had uh, athletes there that weren't uh, quite as gifted, didn't have uh, quite as much range. They've got a young free safety in Eddie Jackson who was a fourth-round pick a year ago out of Alabama uh, who fell in the draft a little bit because of health concerns. He had a rod in his leg uh, after an injury suffered at Alabama, but this is a guy who started as a freshman for Nick Saban at corner before he was moved to safety. So real coverage skills, a lot of range for that safety spot, and he's he's just blossomed this year. So he's a guy that can do things for him on the back end. Kyle Fuller uh, had an outstanding season last year. Didn't know, you know if he was going to be able to play up to that contract that the Packers signed him to on the with the uh, offer sheet uh, at fourteen million a year. In by golly, he's been worth uh, every nickel for him. He's tied for the NFL lead uh, with seven interceptions. Akeem Hicks on the defensive line uh, has just been an absolute force against both the run and the pass. So they've got talent at all three levels. But I think when you talk about playing elite defense, to me. That starts with being able to rush the quarterback just with four. If you can get home with four, uh, you're not rolling the dice as much uh, on the back end. Tell me about the Santa Slays play, which is not to be oh confused. Which is not to be confused with last week's freezer left play. 
This yeah, is some great well, football. Yeah, Freezer Left was was stealing a page out of uh, you know the Mike Ditka playbook where uh, Refrigerator Perry uh, scored as a running back, and they you know so they handed the ball off to Akeem Hicks last week uh, in the Meadowlands, and he scored on a one yard touchdown against the Giants. What was interesting about that play call, guys, is that was fourth and goal from the one. So if if you're three hundred and I mean, they list him at like 330. There's no way Hicks is only 330. If your 365 pound guy gets, uh, you know, bottled up and stopped short of the goal line, that, that looks, um, really cute and really dumb, uh, if that doesn't work on fourth and goal from the one. But it worked. He scored, uh, great play, a lot of fun. I don't know how much, um, uh, you know, play it gets moving forward because they lost the game, but they come back. They've got second and goal or third and goal from the two last night, and they had get this four defensive linemen on the field, six offensive linemen with Bradley Soul, the uh, tackle eligible, who caught the touchdown pass, and then the quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Hey, Bigsy, how how many yeah. of those guys can declare eligible on one play? Well, uh, you've got just the this, this standard number, so you'd have you'd have five of them are eligible. You've got to have five linemen, and so so all four defensive players are eligible, and the one offensive tackle swing guy who came onto the field for the play is eligible. Yeah. So you've got a bunch of uh, you've got four eligible that, numbers in the 90s and you've got an eligible number 79 that that my, my good man is what we call here football football yeah, yeah. football yeah. football yeah. we both got to eat how much weight was on the field for that play yeah i, I saw somebody uh, i want an estimation in pounds oh gosh well you've got you know 10 guys at 300 i mean I don't know, thirty two hundred pounds. <laughs> Is that a record for the Bears? That's gonna be a record for anybody. It's gotta be, yeah. Yeah. And and keep yeah. in mind, William Perry was actually he was big for the time, right? But oh, not right. but it, not that big. He, no, I mean Akeem Hicks would, would you know, you couldn't see fridge in the shadow of Akeem Hicks. Goodness. Plus Akeem Hicks is you know, six foot five. Fridge Fridge wasn't nearly that tall. Bigsy should uh, should Matt Nagy be the coach of the year? You know, listen, Matt Nagy has got a great shot at that. He's got a great shot at that, and and some people here have said he's already coached the year. And I'm like, well, you know, there's still people were talking about this two three weeks ago. There's still a chunk of the season left. He's a potentially a front runner, no question about it. I think if I had a ballot, which I don't. And I had to vote today. I think he'd get my vote. Uh, there's three more games left. Uh, one of the, you know, Anthony Lynn in L.A. with the Chargers has done a pretty good job. Yeah, certainly deserves consideration. Bill O'Brien in Houston, they started 0 three, and I, you know, they've been on fire uh, since then. And then one other guy I'll mention, and and um, and I don't know that he'd get my vote, but. When the Kansas City Chiefs started this season, guys, Patrick Mahomes came into it having started one career game. So I, I think some people sort of overlook Andy Reid in that conversation, and 
he's done a heck of a job to take a quarterback that was a rookie a year ago and basically did not play behind Alex Smith and uh, turn him into uh, it's either him or Breeze for the best quarterback in the National Football League this season, right? So somebody's got to get some credit there uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for that as well. All right, Brad, so our poll today is what is the best drink to have with brunch? And then are mimosas overrated? I'm not a big mimosa guy. I'm not a big mimosa guy. Amen, brother. I'm so with you. So if if your choices are mimosa, a bloody, Tito's and Sprite, or a beer, which do you choose with brunch? Uh, With brunch, it would be a bloody. Okay, that's fair. But, but, you know, I mean, if we get past, like, 1230 or something, I would be... Beer. Absolutely. Now, now, the bloody the key to that is: do do you like like the pizza and the hot dog and all the stuff, or just a normal one? No, I like some stuff, but I don't need. You know, I don't need all that. There, there is a place in Chicago that I think it's called the Twisted Spoke. I haven't been there in forever. Yep. But you go there and get yourself like two bloodies, and it's got enough stuff in it where it, it, you've had a couple really nice drinks, and it's basically a meal. Yep. But. <laughs> You know, I don't need to get too exotic with it. You know, you've got to have the right mix uh, and, and some garnishes, but, uh, yeah. What are the ideal garnishes? Uh, you know, with olives, right? You know, maybe some, a uh, little bit of meat, right? A little bit. Not too much right? for me, yeah. No, no. It, it can't go wrong with a pickle. Celery can't stick? What's that? Celery stick? Uh, I like I, celery. Yeah, I'm not a huge, I, you know, I'd probably, if I had to choose between the pick, pickle and the celery stick, I'd go with the pickle, pickle, but I could live with the celery, celery stick. You know, I'm not too picky uh, on that. Fair enough. All right, Big Z, thank you. Appreciate the time, as always. Take care. All right, guys. All right, talk, talk to you. Bye. Brad Big, Chicago Tribune, uh, does great work. Wait, did you say that you don't like the celery stick? I don't drink Bloody Marys. Never? Never. I, I, I don't like them that but much. I don't like but celery in general. Them. I don't like celery in general. Here, hold on a second. So our poll right now. It's a waste of time. Our poll right now. So is lettuce. Lettuce is a waste of time, too. Why? <laughs> What's the point? Well, I know it's not exciting, but I mean, no, it gives not you a bed of something on which to base, like, your salad or something. I'm not eating a salad. What am I, a rabbit? Well, you're skinny. That okay. just reminds me of that. Did you guys ever see The Founder? With, uh, yes, with Michael Keaton, I loved it. Remember he goes up, he goes over to the guys on the golf course, and because they just put like lettuce on the on the Big Mac or whatever when they first started introducing the Big Mac, and sure. he goes up to the guys on the golf course and he's like, "What is this lettuce? You don't put lettuce on a cheeseburger. What is you don't put lettuce on a cheeseburger? That's a what great that? movie. Oh, don't, it's fantastic. Don't it. I loved it. Don't need lettuce. It was great. Waste of time. So, so the question right now is the best drink uh, to have with brunch. Forty seven percent are saying the. Bloody Mary, no surprise. 32% saying mimoso. 17% saying beer. And I'm sorry, Danny Cunningham, but you're uh, Tito's and Sprite 5%. I kind of assumed that and was And it's being happen. insulted, too. That's fine. It's, it's not a big, it, it's not really big. Uh, it's big with me. That's what matters. Manny Hill, what's coming up in your uh, four deep thoughts next? Uh, well, there's one where it's lots of silence from a future Hall of Fame head coach. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's and, amazing. Uh, and is, a couple of, uh, one team that is playing very, very well, they got uh, their 10th win, and another team lost to a pretty bad team. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Please, continue.
continue. On 1500 ESPN. We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts. All right, gentlemen, let's get to my four deep thoughts, what shall we? What do you got? We? All right. Number one. That was a pretty terrible call, to be honest. I mean, who, they reviewed it, and the explanation I got was that it wasn't a clear recovery, although Kamu had the ball in his hand, and it was only, you know, Eagles defenders on the ball in the replay. Um, so whoever's watching that in New York, uh, just stay off the bottom. Yep, Malcolm Jenkins, you're probably going to get a fine for that, for saying that the replay officials in New York need to stay off, need to, quote, stay off the bottle. Well, yesterday was, um, it it was a fun day to watch games, but there was officiating errors. Oh, yeah. Oh, left and right. It was bad. That Eagles-Cowboys game, that crew, you could tell that crew was intent on you knowing who was in charge of that game. They kept making calls. It's that that offensive pi on, was on it, Dallas Goddard. Goddard, yeah, was a joke. Well, and he and then he took a helmet to helmet hit that they didn't call, mm-hmm. but that's a clear touchdown. Yeah, that's not a what there is. He did not interfere in the least. And by the way, it was I, within five yards too. I think. And I thought we were trying to crack down on defensive pass interference. So I thought we were trying to crack down right on the defensive players. That's what I thought. So, but yeah. Refereeing across the league on Sunday was uh, very, very suspect. And Malcolm Jenkins will get fined probably a lot, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Wonder what kind of drink. <laughs> oh, if, I got to think Park Avenue. You're watching games. You're you're sipping a cocktail, right? What kind? Give me a cocktail. Give me details. The, I think he he said might need to stay off the bottle. So I, I think it might be a martini. Think I could see that. Couldn't you guys? National Maybe. Football League, Park Avenue. Very stodgy. Bring me another martini as I watch these replays. <laughs> who's, who's in charge of the replays? James Bond? Oh, but give me another martini. I'm watching replays. I'm going to watch all replays. Just a couple of Number two. Derek Carr back into the gun. Backs out. Steps up. Fire. Touchdown, Raiders! Carrier! He did go to one of his tight ends. No doubt about it. Yeah, baby! And John Gruden with a big smile on the sideline! So, the Raiders beat the Steelers 24-21 yesterday. And and you are listening live. You are listening live. I love hearing them back. Now, see, I was originally originally going to find the clip of the Steelers missing the the field goal to tie the game late. (laughs) But I heard that call from Brent Musburger on the... Play that uh, again. Go, go ahead, touchdown, Play and that again. I couldn't resist. Derek Carr, back into the gun, backs out, steps up, fire, touchdown, Raiders! Carrier! He did go to one of his tight ends, no doubt about it. Yeah, baby! And John Gruden with a big smile on the sideline. I love Brent Westbrook. Yeah, baby! He sounds good. Yeah. Sounds he like sounds, he's having fun. He sounds pretty good there. I feel like I'm listening to Ohio State, Michigan. When, when they go yeah. to Vegas... Just he's going to kick it up a notch too when they actually move to Vegas. He's oh yeah, be, well they he's going to be off. They the went to him because of that, right? Because yes. he he runs the satellite VSIN. channel. Yes, from there and and because they, they Vsin it's Vsin they fired Vsin they fired Greg or Bob Papa one of the two Greg who, Papa Greg, Greg Papa who Greg was Papa. really who was yeah. really good yeah. to go to Brent touchdown Raiders. I love. I will Brent. say I would wa- watch a live stream of him calling games. Like, just put a camera in the booth and I watch him. Not oh, the game. I would really watch him. Yes, yes. Yeah. 100%. Right. 
Brent's great. Especially once they're in Vegas. Oh, he'll be calling his bookie during Looking at his phone. Phillip Rivers hands off to Austin Eckler. Shakes, bakes, pushes his way toward the end zone. Touchdown, Chargers. Austin Eckler from five yards out. Guys. The Los Angeles Chargers are 10-3. and three. Don't tell Collar this because he announced like a month and a half ago that, that he thought that they could win the Super Bowl, and we're all like, come on, dude. So don't tell him because he'll rub it in constantly. Yeah, I mean, they're 10-3. They're and three. And no they, one cares. They went into Pittsburgh and got a big win on Sunday night last week. And, and, their, then, fan, and their fans don't care because they have no fans. I know. Well, and they, they're playing in a soccer stadium right now, too. That's the unfortunate part, too. Anyway, as soon as you said that, he perked up. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> he heard soccer's... But but this is oh, this is a big yeah, deal. Sure this is a big deal. Are you on we, tape delay over there? <laughs> I can't see him. This is probably the problem with the studio. I can't see him. Well, I'd be ha- I'd be happy to chime in about the funnies having, but I can't see him. I got a wall in front of me with a phone number on it. Six five one six four six eighty two fifty five. Yeah, I gotta yeah. hold on a second. I'm gonna tell you. You're gonna be able to hear me when I can see Jonathan. I'll turn my mic on, too. All right, right now I can see him. I'm so far away. We should just start having, like, a stream of this show, just like I a drop Jonathan. I my headphones. Just like a Jonathan cam, where we're just, we'll just have the camera on Jonathan the entire show, and every time somebody mentions soccer, we'll just get his facial reaction. And he's currently sitting with his feet up on the desk, too. <laughs> like, he is just chilling. I wish I could see that, too. Uh, you did. You were just in view. Keep going. Nonetheless, the Los Angeles the shoe, Chargers tennis shoe buying punk sneakers, Sneak, whatever. Nonetheless, play tennis. the Los Angeles Chargers of Carson, California, are ten and three, and uh, we heard Bigsy talk about it last segment about maybe Anthony Lynn might get some uh, get some votes for Coach of the Year. They, this is their first ten win season since two thousand nine. I buy that. Yeah, I buy that. That's, that's yeah. incredible. I mean, but, it's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Just move home. Just move back to San Diego and everything will be fine. And be the Superchargers. Oh yeah, the, don't don't just be Chargers. That's San Diego oh, Superchargers. And that song being gone is travesty. Oh, exactly. In fact, if we could find that song at some point oh, just yeah. to relive it, that is one of my. I covered so the Packers played the Chargers in 2003 there, and they broke that song out constantly, and I fell in love. It's amazing. Yes, it is. You know what song? Number four. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, Danny. What you, what you Equally bad, as good as that one is bad, the Detroit Lions touchdown song. Oh, Seifert and I always loved that I song. I hate that thing. It's so bad. Lions on the moon. It's so bad. Rawr, rawr, rawr. It's so bad. I can't bad. find it on YouTube. It is terrible. Good. There's no, reasons for that. No, it's great. No, it's the not. The Lions on the... Anyway, you guys Sorry. Go. Number four. I saved the favorite one for last. Yeah, unfortunately, they, we didn't do a good job on it today, so we need to obviously coach it better, play it better. Count. How long? You there? Bill? Hello? Bill? Hello? Bill? Bill? Next yep. question? Bill? You there? Your radio's working. This is him. That was Bill Belichick after the Patriots' uh, miracle loss to the Miami Dolphins yesterday. 28 seconds between questions for Bill Belichick in that instance there. Did I hear a tumbleweed blow across? Yes. You and probably you al- heard crickets chirping, too, as well. And you also heard him swallowing at one point and sort of sighing. <laughs> but here's the incredible thing. 
28 seconds. I've never seen this in a press conference before. Nobody, he didn't, no PR guy, nobody said, do we have more questions? <laughs> Zim would have walked away. Mike Zimmer would have got just walked away. Yeah. That's incredible. 28 seconds. Talk about Between patience. the end of him answering the previous question to yes. when the next question was asked. Can you imagine Tibbs yeah. sitting there for 30 seconds? No. No, neither can I. That's incredible. I love Bill Belichick just for stuff like that. Well, because I asked you, because I came in today because I watched football all day Sunday and I heard nothing from Bill. And I thought after that meltdown, how could there not be something from Bill? Mm -hmm. That that finish has to, him talking about Gronk being on the field for that last play, there has to be something. Why is there nothing from Bill? And you went to it and it started off boring and then you had 28 seconds of silence. I just want to play it again because it's just so good. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't do a good job on it today, so... Need to obviously coach it better, play it better. You can hear somebody celebrating in the other room. I think it's like the dolphins in like the other room. No, it's a tumbleweed. That's a tumbleweed blown across. <laughs> oh, you're right. You can. You can hear them. Yeah. Or it's windy. <laughs> yep, you can hear them talking, yelling. Get, get. There's a swallow. All right. <laughs> Danny, Danny, your thoughts on Bill Belichick. People, people, I have an important announcement. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout Whoa. on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. Well, here we are again. Yes. On 1500 ESPN. All right, let's check your traffic here in the TCL Broadcast Studios. And uh, right now we've got a crash on 52 northbound between Plato Boulevard and 94. It's uh, causing about a three-minute delay. And also 494 eastbound, we've got a crash uh, near Edina between uh, West Bush Lake Road and East Bush Lake Road, causing an eight-minute delay. So be on the lookout for that, folks. Thank you, Manny Hill. Danny Cunningham also in until the top of the hour when uh, Mackie will join the show. Let's see. We are uh, also going to talk to Matthew Collar at 5 o'clock about tonight's Vikings-Seattle game and then wrap with Royce at 545. But we will not be done at 545 because we will go till 7 o'clock with the Vikings game kicking off just after 7. I'm looking for an update on our polls here, gentlemen. All right, I've got the first one. The Mackie and Judge Show can't decide what is the best uh, drink to have with brunch. 206 votes now. Very popular poll. Bloody Mary, 47%. Mimosas, 32%. 4% say uh, Danny Cunningham's choice of Tito's and Sprite. 17% take my choice of beer. What did the uh, cousin signing mean for the Vikings? And, and this is off of Matthew Collar column that you can find posted 1500ESPN.com right now. 75% say Super Bowl or bust for three years, which I agree with. 10% say Super Bowl or bust for uh, 2018. Continuity of 2017. 9% and 6% saying Danny Cunningham's favorite, simply, we want Bama. We want him. We want Bama. I mean, it'd be college football playoff or bust, right? We want Bama. Or we, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. I think, That's the classic so I, I think, Judd polls. I think for Packers team, or Packers or Vikings team polls, Brett Favre's the answer. If it's anything else, we want Bama. We want Bama. We want Bama. If it's Wolves, maybe it's Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah, it could be Jimmy Butler, or it could be... Fire Tibbs. Fire, t- Fire Tibbs is probably better. Fire yeah. Tibbs. Manny Hill, have we found the Supercharger song? 
we have. Okay, if people have not heard this, this is this is the biggest. This is travesty number one. Yes. of the Chargers leaving San Diego. Bell bottoms in play right here. Oh, yeah. Just 70s. Just a cocaine laden studio. Oh, I love it. Hell of a drug. How could this team leave? How could this song leave? I don't. You know we're shooting for number one. You know what you have to mix in for a song like this too. What's that? And Chris Berman used to do this on uh, ESPN on uh, NFL primetime all the time. He'd mix this in. Go Chargers, go! The old Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Good job. Chargers, go! Yes, I like that a lot. All right. That is reason number one why I'm sad the Chargers are no longer in San Diego. It's reason number two. L.A. doesn't need a second team. Took you a little bit to come up with that one, Bill. L.A. doesn't need a second team. They don't. They didn't have one team for how many years? 30 years? Something? uh, 25 years? Well, pretty soon L.A. will have no teams and Inglewood will have two. True. This is true. (laughs) But nonetheless, do you really think the Chargers are going to be a popular second team there? I mean, the Rams are the team because the Rams moved from there. They're People sexy, like the Rams. Man. They're sexy. I just they're I, the sexy team. That's that song. And, that and song the, is great. And Put the Chargers, them back in San Diego. Furthermore, they have to compete against LeBron now. The Lakers are a hot ticket again too, and the Lakers You're were right. not a hot ticket for many years. You're right. They could play each other in the Super Bowl this year. The two the two LA teams in Atlanta. You're right. Yeah, yeah. They probably won't. I wouldn't worry about West it. West Coast meets the Deep South. The Chargers, the Chargers have the Chargers, Chiefs, and Vikings all seem to have a propensity to choke when it matters most. All right, do we have the Detroit Lions song? I do. Yes. I've never heard a clean feed of this song, so this is fantastic. You're welcome. <laughs> By the way, no cocaine. <laughs> no cocaine. It's not as good as San Diego. So no cocaine in the studio for the song. So when the Lions score a touchdown, this song plays. The guy sings it. Yeah. And he's been singing it for a long time. Same guy. He sings it live? Yes. Yes. You're kidding. No. That's incredible. If you listen, you can. Terrible. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's not terrible. It's terrible. There's just no. So you and Seaford used to love this song. Oh, we would. I tried to tape it once. <laughs> Oh, Seifert and I would we'd laugh like grade school kids and be like, "Here it comes." So you tried. Where did that go wrong? Because uh, you didn't say you it was did a mini, tape it once. No, you said I you tried, tried on my mini cassette recorder, and because oh and I was trying from the press box, and because they had just scored. What year was this? There was too much noise. Well, probably two thousand and eight well, or something. How long have the Lions had this as their fight song uh, till today? Well, well, listen to that. That's they clearly that one, had it since the day that since one like the was fifties or sixties. That one was recorded in twenty twelve. I got it. Okay, look that up though. That that, that song has to date to the late fifties. Oh 50s. no, I'm not doubting that. But the copy he played is from twenty twelve. It is. That guy we'll, sounds like he's singing in nineteen sixty one in a 
bathroom. was posted on YouTube in 2012. Okay. We'll have to ask our guy Murph because he's Murph's a Detroit native, so we'll have to ask him. I love that song. That's incredible. I can't believe <laughs> I typed in uh Detroit Lions touchdown fight song, like how history of it. Yep. Second link that pops up is uh Detroit Lions touchdown song will make you lose appetite. Why? Why can't people accept that song? I like it's that trash. song. trash. We both got to eat. What makes that song trash? The whole thing. Did I you mean, the Supercharger it? song is too, but it's great. No, I the Supercharger oh, no. song Supercharger is glorious. I love it's fantastic. It. There's nothing trash about Superchargers <laughs> at all. Nothing. Nothing trash about it at all. How high uh, the song? How back, high do you think the people that wrote that song are? Uh, high enough. The Detroit Lions. Oh man, I'm on a binge. What should we do? Let's go. I just got up. High, high on what? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Take your pick. It was the '70s. Take your pick. They were supercharged. That's a really bad joke. Um, Gridiron Heroes is the Lions song. Dates back to the late 1930s. See, all right, there you go. For the late 30s, that's not bad. It's older than you. Yeah, yes, it is. That's not bad for the late 30s. Yeah. Skull, but... Skull Vikings is no better. If you compare that to Skull Vikings, is there a difference between the Skull, lines? Skull Vikings is pretty has a very much of an old school feel to it, but it's 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 clean, it's slick, it's Okay, it's if nice. you heard a better if you heard somebody singing that Lions theme song who sounded better, their voice was an improvement on that guy. I mean, this is. I don't know what this is. This sounds like me trying to say. Forward down the field. Like if someone that's just like a lifetime opera singer went to a football game, this is what this is. <laughs> okay, on my cue, you're all going to say rah, rah, rah. On your cue? That's what they told the people. All right, kill that for a second. I'm just. I'm I've got. I got one. Rah, rah, rah. I got. I got one fu- final thought. Jonathan Harrison, tell me this. Yes. How do the Atlanta United in oh, their second boy. season win the MLS Cup? No, you have to preface this with soccer, so he perks up. Okay. Ah, what? Soccer. We're talking soccer. We're talking <laughs> soccer. I just, just, just tell me how do the Atlanta United win the MLS title in their second season? When their brethren, who are about to move into a new stadium, a new pitch in Minnesota, won, I believe, one road game. Can you help me? Uh, they went out and set their goal on winning it within two years. Minnesota had a three-year plan. <laughs> um, Atlanta United spent a butt-ton of money on South American kids, and it worked out. And they had one of the best coaches in the world come and coach for them. So they did kind of like, they did a soccer version of the Vegas Golden Knights, kind of? Yeah, pretty they much. they sort of purchased like a really, really good team right out right out of the mm-hmm. gate? Essentially, that's kind of what happened. Did they wait 400 days to name a head coach? <laughs> no, they didn't. They they named it before their team was a team, so, yeah. That, that helps. It does help, yeah. Are you upset about this? He, he is. He yeah, ran I mean, your club won when, when one we game again. Ooh, when we went to go get snacks at the gas okay, station, this is what I want. I want the unvarnished. I can't. I can't believe the Minnesota United didn't do this. Like I, they, they couldn't even win on the road. And, and the, this the Atlanta, I whatever they're called, just won the All freaking right, title. United. Let's hear that. Same, same guy. I want to hear the real gripes. <laughs> they won the title. Your team's done nothing. They've gone backwards. Just like flopping in soccer, I've got no defense of this. I mean, I wish, I wish my hometown. So team be mad. I am. Are you calling for the gaffer's job? No. Are you sure? Yes. It's a three-year plan. They have a plan. After year three, gaffer's So if gone. they don't win it next year, is he gone? I don't know. Probably. Ooh. 
Probably. I think that's a three-year so plan. A yes. Is it MLS Cup or bust? <laughs> Manny Hale, you just asked the question of the hour, and the answer is most definitely. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. So long, losers! On 1500 ESPN. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now.